Connecticut Governor Lamont is meeting with transportation leaders to talk about the future of the railroads in Connecticut. There's been some talk of service changes for Metro North, Shoreline East, and Connecticut Transit. And joining us is Jim Cameron, a Connecticut Transit advocate, founder of Commuter Action Group. Jim, good to have you back on Newsline. Uh, let's pull this apart, if you will. First of all, what is the state looking at when it comes to Metro North service in specific, that New Haven line? Well, uh, you know, the problem is that, well, it's good news, bad news. The good news is we've got millions and millions of dollars in federal infrastructure money that are coming our way to rebuild the tracks. The problem is how do you maintain service when you're doing all of that construction? Uh, we've seen on Shoreline East, which is the line that runs from New Haven to New London, a massive service cut. I mean, the service is down 27 trains on that line alone. So uh, we've got the, the governor, we've got the head of the FRA, we've got the head of Amtrak, Metro North, the commissioner of transportation. They're all in, in Stanford today talking. I wonder how many of them took the train to get there. <laughs> Probably none. Uh, yeah. So is that the problem? Then you have fewer trains, you have more crowded trains? Well, the ridership is still crawling back. I mean, the mainline ridership on Metro North and Connecticut is only at 71% of pre-COVID levels. Some of the branches are down way below 50%. Uh, and if you want to get people to come back to take the train, to encourage them to go back to the office, you got to offer service. If you're not offering service, they've got a better argument to continue working from home. The trains are still too slow. They're not reliable. Uh, and there's a fare increase coming. So, it's it's what they refer to in transportation as the death spiral. Oh, boy, uh, that that can't be good. Um, but let's talk, Jim, a little bit about why people aren't going back on the trains. Is it that they're not going back in the office yet or they are, but they're saying, ah, you know, I'll drive? Well, I think they're kind of making an argument to their bosses that they can continue to remain rather productive by working from home. Uh, P.S. They're saving a lot of money. I mean, they're saving 300 to 400 bucks a month in commutation, not to mention the hour and a half each way that they might spend on the train. That's time that they could devote to working for their employer or, you know, spending time with their family as well, too. So we've gone through a massive sociological uh, uh, revolution as a result of COVID. Uh, the whole idea of work has changed considerably, and the railroad is struggling to adapt to that. Uh, Friday ridership is way down, so they cut a bunch of trains off of the Friday schedule. I'm concerned that if they also start pairing back on the weekday schedule, the busy days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that's going to discourage ridership, and then they're going to have lower numbers, and then they're going to argue, well, we got to cut more service. That's the death spiral. Right. And back to the beginning of our conversation, uh, is some service being suspended because they are working on the rails as part of this big infrastructure bill? Is that to say that in the future we'll have better rail lines? Well, in the future, yeah. I mean, my my children and grandchildren are going to ride on some on much better trains. The question is, how do we get there? Uh, we're still probably years away from the massive construction getting underway, but. If you look at what happened to Amtrak and Shoreline East Service, where they are doing track work, that's a precursor of what we have to look forward to. You know, you can't rebuild the railroad and try to run the railroad at the same time. It's like, you know, you're driving along on the LIE 
and you got to change the fan belt on your car. You can't do that while you're moving. So I think they're probably discussing how are we going to spend all this money and still maintain train service, both Amtrak and Metro North. In the meantime, are they talking about adding some buses to replace train service? Is that good for anybody? No, uh, the bus service that they're adding in other parts of the state is not to uh, complement or supplement Metro North service. Uh, you know, anybody that drives I-95, I mean, listen to Tom. I listen to Tom Kaminsky every morning talking about I-95 in Connecticut. A bus on that traffic uh, nightmare is not going to move any faster than the cars are. So, yeah, there is some more bus service in interior parts of Connecticut that's coming, and that's good. That's a different kind of demographic and different ridership. Jim Cameron, a Connecticut transit advocate. Always great to have you here on Newsline. We thank you.